live from an undisclosed location in a basement in Dimension X. It's the Shredhead Podcast, starring the rehabilitated Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shred. Hey, 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 my mutant miscreants. Welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly. You, of course, being the flies. I, of course, am the spider, and you can attract more flies with honey than you can vinegar. Always remember that, my mutant miscreants. Anyway, I'm not just here to babble and spout proverbs. I am here as your host of the Shredhead Podcast, Oroko Saki, a.k.a. The... Shredder. Yes, thank you, Greg. And of course, with me, you just heard me mention him. My main brain, the brains of the outfit, the mayor of Dimension X, and my best friend. Of course, we're talking about the illustrious Krang. Hey. All right. How was your week, Krang? Good. Of course. Of course, it was good. You're a good man, so or a good brain. You're you're a good being. You're you're a good guy, Krang, and so of course, your karma is immediate because you deserve it to be. So, um, a lot to get to, guys. So we won't dilly dally too much because last week I feel like we ran long, man. I felt like I was kind of out there, right, Krang? Yeah. Yeah. So, um. We're going to cut everybody a break this week and um, just kind of fly through the National BA stuff. Not really fly through it. It's just so much there. And um, I I think it would just behoove us all to just go ahead and kind of just just get through it, you know. Um, Because it's just so much there. It's not that I don't want to do it. Of course, I love the National BA. It's the best league. Uh, They have all the... They have the most fair rulings. All the drama is uh, on the court, or at least stems from the court, um, and will be settled on the basketball court and not in a court of law. I love that about the National BA. So, um, you know, shout out to um, shout out to Adam Silver and uh, and all the officials and and the, and the athletes themselves who who run a tight ship. You know, who just have it under control, man. Just make it really enjoyable and easy to just enjoy the sport. Um, yeah, so let's get to it. LaMelo Ball um, played some games this week. So everything is preseason, obviously. So we'll, we'll, we'll be talking preseason basketball. Uh, spoilers for sports if you didn't, you know, uh, get to your DVR. Um and I'm not really even going to talk about wins and losses here. I'm just really going to talk about how everybody everybody looked. You can, you know, you can go uh, onto YouTube and look up full game highlights if you want that. But uh, Lamelo Ball balled out. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch, man. He's 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 a he's a fun player. He's a pass first player. He likes to see his guys get theirs, and then you know. Uh, and he's not above chucking that bitch up from beyond the arc. On uh, the game that I watched, he uh, knocked down about three, uh, about four or five. I, I don't know. I stopped, you know, counting. I was just looking, um, just getting a feel for his game overall. Um, one thing about those threes, though, he is one hundred percent have to stop doing the three to the dome. Um, like you're already. In, you're already uh, encroaching upon the name of uh, Carmelo Anthony. Do not steal his gimmick of three to the dome, please. He's 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 doing it, and and it and it's the only thing about his game that bothers me. It's not even part of his game, but you know, he probably, you know, I understand. He probably grew up, uh, you know, counting down from five to one. And yelling mellow as he shot threes, and of course, you know he has a, a, a some some bit of a kinsmanship of some kind, just having the same name 
as one Carmelo Anthony. But, uh, yo, chill, young fella. At least, at least let the man retire before you start doing, taking his gimmick. Anyway, it's a small thing, though. I like the kid. I, li I like the way he plays the game of basketball. Let's see how the, de the, the Nets destroyed the Celtics. Man, Kevin Durant, <laughs> he's lit, he's, he's essentially fishing with dynamite right now. Um, the Eastern Conference, has nothing, nothing for Kevin Durant. He, he just plays the game. Um, it, it, it is a fast way to play the game, but they have no real answer for what he can do. You know, there's just a grinded out East, which I don't understand how that happens. I think everywhere that you go, like even East Dimen Dimension X, like they play the game of basketball slower and more of a grind, and more of a one-on-one -on -one kind of bruiser style um, versus West Dimension X, where everything is faster. Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't know if it's just because of the, the one's proximity to sunlight or what, but it, it, the game is just completely different. So now Kevin Durant is over here just bullying niggas, coming down the court and pulling up for three whenever he feels like, because he, cause he has that gallop. He has a similar gallop, uh, low key to, uh, 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 uh Giannis Attentacumpo, where, uh, Giannis is galloping to burr, burr, kind of knock you over and boof on you, whereas Kevin Durant is just pull picking his spots on the floor, um, still dunking, still, um, you know, but still like shooting, keeping you off, off balance, um, it, it's it's very disorienting when you're used to um, a certain style of ball, and then this cat just comes over and he just plays completely different from everyone else. Um, he, he, yeah, he's fishing with dynamite over here, especially on the East Coast itself. It's it's going to be just too much. Uh, he's overwhelming. Uh, Steph Curry uh, back in the game. Um, looking good, man. Looking good in the uh, preseason game against Sacramento. Looks like he's able to just get to a spot. Chuck that boy up from three. He's the same. He looks like the same, Steph. I, I'm wondering who will come forward uh, to kind of stand in for one. Uh, for the other Splash Brother. Uh, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. Um how how the preseason the pre preseason turned out for uh, our main man Thompson there uh sucks though man i was looking forward to the, having the splash brothers back but now we'll have to adopt another and and by we i just mean people who enjoy the nba because i uh i am a knickerbockers uh long suffering uh sympathizer and we smoked the calves earlier in the week. So, you know, let's... I, I, I suggested it last week. The Knicks are rolling. Um, even even in the couple that we lost. You know, what, like, why? We, we, when you lose and you come back and you beat the guy, then that means it erases the other loss. So now we should just move forward um, and just can't... And, you know, and just call the season... Call it, you know, nobody is going to be able to defeat the Knickerbockers twice, most certainly. Um, not a second game, you know, so if you can't beat us in a second game, then what's the point in playing seven, you know? So let's just end the season uh, gracefully. Um, you can still play because I wish to be entertained, but we can go ahead and crown the Knickerbockers world champions. Thank you. Uh, that is my TED Talk. No, um, Kevin Knox, man, uh, not a pretty game, but, um, seems pretty, he, he, he's a tough kid, you know, he's, like, stronger, you know, uh, speaking of which, R.J. Barrett has been lifting in the offseason, so I hope that doesn't cut into his speed, you know, as a player, but, um, definitely, you know, you always want to be able to play jail ball if necessary, and so... Um, you're going to need your strength. So, R.J. Barrett, a little bigger. Uh, we don't want him to get too big, though. Okay, so relax. Uh, 
so far, Obi Toppin, uh, he's all right, you know. Um, Emmanuel Quigley got some some quality minutes, uh, so he looks like he might work out as a point guard. He likes to get to his spots, likes to find people open in their in their spots. Um, he knows when to shoot it. He knows when to he knows when to look to score. He knows when to look for you. Uh, I, I, I like the I like the kid. Um, I'm I'm hoping that it all finally, you know, we just have a season where we're not ashamed to show our faces uh, in the state of New York, um, especially with the Nets looking like they're going to turn out the way they're going to turn out uh, with Kyrie. Kyrie also being back. Kyrie also balling. Uh, you know, still a magician with the ball. Nigga can just will the ball to do whatever. He has the ball on a string, so there's nothing, nothing different there. Uh, James Harden came in this week fat. Uh, yeah, man. After all that back and forth, and I mean, obviously he wasn't training, he wasn't working out. Um, came in, came in a little doughy, you know. Uh, but he, you know, who else was fat and uh, still went to work? Thor, you know, Thor Odinson. And, and and that is who I liken James Harden to this season. He looks a lot like Fat Sad Thor. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know why we're acting like the Houston Rockets don't still have a squad. Like, you know what I'm saying? They uh, they, they acquired John Wall in the trade with, uh, uh, with Russell. Um, Fat Harden is still hooping, like, well... You know, unstoppable. Um, still taking the step back three. That's still falling. Um, he just got, like, dad game. You know, like, I mean, he would boof it, but, like, not like that. You know what I'm saying? He he had a couple of tricky moves on the floor. That That's where his bread, his bread is buttered. Um, and it's still, it's still buttered there with a little... Just looks like it's a little extra butter, but, you know, still butter nonetheless. Um, but he's, you know, he's still out there balling. Uh, Eric Gordon is, uh, shooting from the parking lot these days. Um, oh yeah, uh, John Wall. Heard of him? He's back. Uh, Achilles doesn't look like it's bothering him at all. He's, uh, and, and I don't know where he's able to still be explosive like he still has explosiveness on a bum ankle well on a repaired ankle that normally does not happen um you know he doesn't look like he's lost much of a step uh oh yeah and boogie cousins it's a lot of repairs on this team but boogie cousins is there and uh he looks like he will eventually get in get, get ship shape so um you know rocket still got a squad um, so with all that said, uh, I would like to look to the future and, um, make a couple of predictions and, uh, point out some guys you should look out for because I, the shredder, am looking out for them. Uh, were I, were I still able to, um, well, I, I guess, oh, wait a minute. I just had a revelation. Uh, I no longer live in the United States, I'm no longer under the under uh, the laws there. I could start training kids again, but with a different idea. You know what I mean? Like I'm reformed, you know. Uh, and I, I feel like I've got a lot to get. Never mind. Never mind. I'll, I'll I'll I'm thinking out loud now. I just like I said, I had a, re a realization, and y'all don't want to hear about that anyway. Um, we're talking about the National BA, of course. I am looking out for, of course, Kevin Knox, as I mentioned. Um, I'm not sold that he'll be, like, a big deal, but, um, I like him. I'm a strong kid, got heart, you know. Um, among other things, I was just talking about the Rockets. Uh, I would also like to list Christian Wood, um, rookie, you know. Looks like he was out there learning on the floor with, uh, James Harden, uh, how to play the, how to play their Rockets 
uh, style of ball, I guess. Um, man's got heart, you know. The kid's not afraid to shoot, not afraid to drive, not afraid to dunk, not afraid to look off teammates. Um, but still, you know, you, you, I, I could see them getting their, getting their grits together. So, um, they kind of have a stud in Christian Wood. So I would look out for him, uh, on the Rockets. Um, let's see. I am looking for Markel Fultz. I know. Remember him? Blast from the most recent past. Yeah, Markel Fultz, former um, number one draft pick of the national in the National BA. Ah, uh, how many, how many years ago was that? What, like, I swear it was like 2015, maybe 2015, 2016, something, something like that. Not too long ago. Um, kind of ended up being a bust. Was traded. A few times may have been cut even but uh markel fultz now plays in orlando and i think he was there last year um i i think this is a comeback year for him you know i i i'm hoping uh because he didn't really even do anything wrong he was just kind of cast aside i don't know what the uh was it the sixes i think the sixes drafted him and then they just kind of did him dirty um, at least that, that's the way I, I feel. Um, but yeah, Markel Fultz, he is going to be comeback. I'm hoping, I'm looking, I'm thinking he's going to make somewhat of a comeback. Like, you know, he's, he was basically an obscurity. I think he revives his name at the very least. Now, does he win most improved player? Mm, probably not. I think there are other guys who are already really good. Who will become better? Like, I don't know. They've got a raging hard on for, like, Tyler Hero. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, ooh, keeping it in Florida and actually keeping it on the Miami Heat. Max Struss. I like this kid. Um, maybe in like two or three plays I saw in the game, um, earlier this week. He, uh, he's got a very quick hop. He's very decisive on the floor. Um, and and he's another one. He'll he'll shoot from the parking lot, um, and hit. So look out for Max Struss. I don't have a whole lot of um. Yeah, and, and admittedly, I don't have a, a a huge sample size for him, but but I like what I saw. Motherfucker took off and banged that hole. And then yeah, he's a um. He was unsigned last year. Um. Kind of, but he, he just recently signed a two-way deal with the Miami Heat a couple of days ago, so be on the lookout. I could totally be wrong, but um, so far, so good. And the last guy I'm looking out for, Sacramento, Kyle Guy. That motherfucker hoop, boy. Man, uh, just watching that game, it was Sacramento against the against the Warriors, of uh, what, what are they? Fra San Francisco now? They used to be, they're not even Golden State anymore, man. Um, the San Francisco Warriors, ugh, the gentrified Warriors. I don't know. Anyway, um, Kyle Guy, man, he was giving he was giving them fits, firing from all spots on the floor. He's very fast. He's very uh, deceptive. With the ball, I love him. He would be a shoo-in for the Foot Clan. Um, but I, I just like the way that kid hoops, man. I, I like it. Um, and, and and he ended up hitting a buzzer beater uh, on the run. Even it was a, a go-ahead three. You know, so um, good stuff, man. I'm looking out for Kyle Guy in Sacramento. So you know, naturally, Crang and I ended up purchasing the. Uh, well, I, I have to stop making it sound like I live with Krang. I'm sorry. Uh, Krang is a married man. Uh, his beautiful, beautiful wife, Gina. Uh, they welcome me into their home uh, several times a week. And, um, you know, when I say me and Krang bought uh, uh, the NBA uh, package, uh, of course, Krang purchased it 
I also purchased it for my home, but Krang purchased it, I purchased it. Um, his lovely wife, Gina, uh, leaves us to our own devices uh, to just hang out and watch the game. Shout out to her, because I know, I, like, I'd be trying to be quiet as a mouse when I'm there, but I'd be there, you know? So, um, yeah, man. Uh, but we, we've definitely been uh, knee-deep in League Pass. Um, I love to listen to Walt Clyde Frazier on MSN, MSN, MSG, jeez, on MSG uh, television. Um, because, you know, it's like watching the game with your grandpa. You know, he's a, he's a whimsical old man, is Walt Clyde Frazier. Um, and then you remember him from, from those um, men's hair dye commercials. He said, your beard is weird. It's always funny to me. Uh, shout out to Walt Clyde Frazier. Um, my last national BA, um, what is it? Prediction. Thank you. Um, my last NBA, national BA prediction, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns, I can see it happening this year, will either, he will either break 100 or he will at least eclipse Kobe's 81 points. I see it. Like, like I had a crystal ball, baby. Devin Booker, man. Like, we still have not scratched the surface on what this young man is able to do out there. I think Devin Book, I think Book breaks 100 or if it gets very close, uh, he at least, I guarantee he will at least bust the 81. The, the, the planets will align. There will be like a weak enough defense. Um, somebody will be tired, uh, on the road or something. And I, I think I think he does it. I think he does it against actual national BA players, not you know carpenters and um, uh, shoe salesmen, you know who, who we didn't even have game footage, but um, I guess it was on the radio. We will actually be able to see a man score more than eighty-one points in a nationally televised basketball game. I'm claiming it right now. So when it happens, you can tell all your friends um, to, first of all, listen to the Shredhead pod and uh, to, um, you know, continue to listen. You can tell them I said it first because I have a brilliant mind for basketball. And now I will put that brilliant basketball mind to rest to take a break. When we return, we will be talking holiday films. See you on the other side of the break. Shredhead Pod, y'all. Masters Shredder. Okay, Jack, this is a We Should Do This Again sometime podcast ad take one. In a world where laughter was king. No in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of podcast. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time. Jack, this is a cartoon movie, and we may get sued if you use that. Uh, can you say we should do this again sometime? It's hosted by Kat Chinetti and V. Mark Rob, please. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. Okay, bro, that's enough. We should do this again sometime with Kat and Mark coming to a podcast app near you. Someone get this guy out the booth, please. No, I like it in here. All right, and we're back with the Shredhead podcast starring yours truly, the Shredhead, Orokosaki, me, you know. Anyway, all right, we are about to get knee-deep in Christmas films. That's right, y'all, Christmas films. I know some people that for this year... And, you know, let's be honest, a lot of years in adulthood, it gets pretty tough to get oneself in the Christmas spirit. So, uh, you know, one of the things that always does it for me is holiday films, Christmas films mostly. Um, and, of course, you have your, your, um, your pillars of holiday films, the Home Alones, um, the Christmas story, uh, which we will get into shortly, uh, 
Home Alone, man, that's just a staple. You know, Home Alone 2. Uh, one of the rare films, one of the rare uh, sequels that was able to solidify itself right next to its predecessor and um, be just as good uh, and to some people better. Um, here's what I do not want you to do. I don't want you to enter Home Alone into your search and then throw your hands up and settle for Disney's blank check. Okay? If you if you're on Netflix or whatever whatever streaming service you have and uh you discover oh wait I need HBO Max. Um so in the meantime I'll just throw on this Disney's blank check for my kids and leave the room. Do not do that. Disney's blank check uh in particular is a a a a, a pedophile paradise film. Um, and it's really gross. Uh, if you don't believe me, just hop on YouTube into blank, into Disney's blank check. And before you finish, it will definitely say boy kisses grown woman on the lips. Like they're in a relationship. It, it, he's flat out. I'm sorry. The, the agent, there's a female FBI agent who was uh, investigating this blank check fraud. And, uh, she, she essentially, well, she's investigating a crime family. Anyway, she and, and the boy, uh, end up basically dating. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking romantic comedy starring an eight year old boy and a grown woman. It's really gross. And then at the end, they rip off Home Alone. So that's why I say, um, it'll probably come up. Do not watch it. It's nasty. Um, even before the kiss, you, I, I was watching, and I was like, "Yo, are they are they feeling each other?" And, and apparently, the big reveal at the end of the movie is, of course, they are. It, it's really messed up. Anyway, um, if you can't get home alone, do not settle for blank check. Anyway, um, with uh, Apple TV, you uh, have Dennis the Menace Christmas available to you. Very bad movie, um, but cute. Uh, really bad acting for the most part from a lot of people. There's a bully in it who has like no reason to be a bully. Um, I mean, he, he has a he has a pushy dad who looks nothing like a bully's dad. It's really I don't know if they're just trying to turn that trope on its head of having a bully father who isn't like very big or athletic or even intimidating. Um, he's, he's just like bigger than his son, his son who was like visibly a foot taller than Dennis the Menace, um, is, is actually menacing Dennis. It's weird because Dennis isn't even like a bad child. He's just curious and always into something. Uh, he's not like nefarious or like, uh, um, he's not doing you know, he's not outwardly, like, trying to be mischievous. He, he's just mischievous. Like, he's just mischievous, and he's trying to... Most of the time, he tries to do... Uh, the, most of the time, he does something bad. He's actually trying to help. It doesn't work out that way. Um, and and for some reason, uh, Dennis's parents are into um, Mr. Wilson for, like, 40 grand. It's weird. Um, but, I mean, you know... It's it's a if you got some time and and you're begging for movies, uh, then maybe you put it on for the kiddos. It's not a bad film. It's not you know, it's not something where you've got to worry about pedos getting on with um, eight year old children. Uh, so yeah, Dennis the Menace Christmas. Uh, I found it on um, Apple TV. Whatever. Uh, Christmas Story. Now, I was listening to, uh, We Should Do This Again sometime with, uh, Kat Chinetti and, uh, the Mark Ra showing Mad Love. Um, and this film came up briefly. Uh, and, and, and Kat, I, I, listen, I love Kat Chinetti. I'm not about to, like, roast her or anything like that. I know normally when people start to cop Mad Please, they uh they sound like they're about to say some negative shit. I love Catman and um and she's always looking for the parts to tell you 
uh, if something is shitty in a movie. And definitely there are one, uh, uh, there are lots of shitty parts of the Christmas story, um, with Ralphie. And, uh, while I, I do agree that, uh, the, the family dynamic is all fucked up in this movie, um, I think that they were trying to, like, establish that, like, that there was no... I, I don't think they were trying to say that it was okay, for the most part, but, um... I, I do feel that this was... This this film, this film, this movie, this this romp, this, this holiday romp, if you will, is just meant to, you know... Like, it, it's showing imperfect characters and how they're able to just, I don't know... I guess love each other anyway. Um, you know, the imperfections of, uh, of Ralphie's little brother's, uh, snowsuit. Um, you know, it's like this hick kind of steel town, um, where everyone is kind of just, you know, wedged in their ways. It's, it's fine. It's cute. Um, pardon. It's fine. It's cute. It's not, um, I don't know. I don't think it's malicious, or, or at least trying not to be. Um, you know, we we know people like these people, and um, you know they're just you know they're just making it happen, it, it, and it's just played up to be wacky. The the furnace, the the dogs next door, um, the very very racist stuff at the end with the with the Chinese restaurant. Oh boy. Um, and, and I say this as an Asian, um, as a Blasian, I should say, uh, yeah, that's fucked up, man. That's really fucked up. But, you know, what else, what, what else we gonna watch, you know? Um, anyway, Screwed is my next film on the list. Uh, it stars, uh, Noah McDonald, Dave Chappelle, um, there is also, uh, Sherman Hemsley makes an appearance. Uh, Danny DeVito, and uh, of course, with all those big names, uh, Sarah Silverman's there too, uh, and with all those big names, uh, the the person who steals the show, Ellen Stritch, that's right, um, you know, she's a big, big star in her own right, in her own time, but um, a lot of you may remember her as Rudy's, Rudy's teacher uh, in the Cosby show that is so problematic that we can't watch anymore, uh, which sucks. So, um, you know, God damn it, Cosby. Um, yeah. So Ellen Stritch, um, you know, I don't even, I, I feel, I don't know why I feel like I heard that she goes all the way back to vaudeville, but I would not be surprised. Um, she chews up the scenery, uh, in this film. Um, oh God, what was her name? What was her name? Um, anyway, she owned a pie factory. Her, um, her, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling as I talk to you. Her housekeeper is Willard, played by Norm MacDonald. Elaine Stritch. Why do I keep calling her Ellen Stritch? I don't know. Maybe it makes her sound more regal. Elaine Stritch, yes, that's right. Um, she, her, her pie factory, Mrs. Croc, that's what it is, of course. It's got to be something, something, um, bawdy. Uh, Mrs. Croc, uh, she is like a, 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 she has a pie empire. She's super rich. Um, Noah McDonald is her, uh, butler, uh, and his father before her. Uh, he's overworked, underpaid chauffeur, um, and his mean-spirited pie heiress named Mrs. Croc. That's right. Uh, Dave Chappelle plays his best friend, um, and without, you know, trying to give too many spoilers, the, the, the whole, uh, plot is that, um, Noah McDonald's character, uh, Willard gets, uh, kidnapped. Uh, only it's a fake. Uh, anyway, it's hilarious. Elaine Stritch, uh, is chewing up scenery, and of course, her name is not even on the front cover of the DVD, or on the poster. Um, that's unfortunate, because this movie goes nowhere without her. Um, 
Dave Chappelle shows up. Um, he says, uh, Felice Navidad. And uh, it, it's it's pretty funny. Dave Chappelle is just, he's, he's in his uh, young, skinny phase where uh, he just says funny things like, damn. Uh, that's, it's, it's, it's great Chappelle time. Um, yeah, but uh, everybody that's in it is really good. Daniel Benzali, who? Uh, Sherman Hemsley, as I said, Sherman Hemsley, Danny DeVito, Elaine Stritch, Norm MacDonald, uh, Sarah Silverman. Good, 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 funny film. Um, a lot of, lot of things that just come out of the blue. You know, you know, you're watching a movie and it, it's not even a joke. It's just something that someone says and they're just like, that was a choice. And it's just funny because it's supposed to be. And, but it wasn't supposed to be done. It's a lot of that in this film. Screwed. Uh, check it out. Uh, up next, Gremlins. Yeah, that's right. Enough of y'all know about Gremlins. You know. You know the fucking vibes when it comes to Gremlins. So, um, 80s. Supposed to be kind of like a light horror movie, I guess. Um, some grim things happen. It's a dark comedy. Um, never seen it. Check it out. It's kind of a crowning achievement of what um it's it's amongst the most 80s films it's definitely a time capsule uh and the backdrop of course is christmas uh yes uh, and same thing with screwed the backdrop is christmas like they actually mention that it's christmas time um a lot of the the, the plot is launched by um the the christmas present that uh norm mcdonald receives so it christmas is all up and through there pardon same with gremlins um and same with L.A. Confidential. It's a crime story. Um, sort of a whodunit with a lot of twists and turns um, in olden Los Angeles. And by olden, I mean like the magical kind of Hollywood times where everyone was beautiful. And uh, you've got Guy Pierce. Uh, oh, jeez. I forgot. I forgot. Never mind. Don't watch L.A. Confidential because I don't want you to give Kevin Spacey any money. Um, if you can steal it, watch it, I guess. Um, Kim Basinger is in it. She looks amazing and her character is great. Um, there are a couple of uh, like very um, like evil white man faces in the movie that you've seen over and over again. Um, uh, a guy appears. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Bud White, played Bud White. Um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is in there, too, so I don't know how we feel about it. I don't know. Maybe there are enough people who are, like, non-problematic that you can just deal with Kevin Spacey. I'm sure enough of them die, so, um, you know, that'll put that off. Um, again, Long Kiss Goodnight. These are, I'm trying to give you some, trying to give you a good mix here. Um, Long Kiss Goodnight, Samuel L. Jackson, and Gina Davis. Um, and again, a bunch of evil-faced white men that you've seen in other films who always play villains. Declan is played by, um, nobody knows his name, but if you see him, you'll automatically know that he's a bad guy. Um, so not to trust him. Uh, Charlene Baltimore, or Charlie Baltimore, um, is a suburban house mom, I think. And, uh, you know, it turns out She's some sort of sleeper cell. I don't know. She's like some kind of dope-ass agent. It's fine. It's fine. She takes a bump on the head and starts to... Does a whole born identity thing before... Before uh, before the born... Before the identity was born. Um, so there's that. That's pretty cool. She cuts her hair. And uh, and, and she's, she's Gina Davis. Come on, man. Give it up. Um... Edward Scissor. Oh, wait. Johnny Depp. Nope, never mind. Uh, but it's Christmas there. Uh, Babe. That's right. The Talking Pig film. Um, it's cool. It's cute. I like Pig in the City. Uh, but, the, the, you know, Babe is kind of. I guess Charlotte's Web. Live action. Uh, the pig talks. Instead of the, uh, instead of the, the spider dog. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's cool. Um, Takes a look at the, uh, it really is just Charlotte's Web on Christmas. Uh, Christmas means carnage, said the duck. And, uh, yeah, so that's there. 
That's cool. That's one you can check out with the kiddos if you want them to become vegan. Um, that was an option. I don't know if, well, it, obviously it was an option back then, but you know. You know. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut happens around Christmas time, but, uh, Tom Cruise, never mind. Tom Cruise having sex with a mask. Nah, never mind. Uh, Trading Places. Trading Places, that's cool. Uh, they talked about that. Or oh, we should do this again sometime, so uh, rather than me prattle on about it, go back and listen to their version. Um, go back and listen to Cat Chinetti and Show and Mad Love talk about trading, pla trading Places. That's a thing. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, you know, an Eddie Murphy vehicle. Um... Mm, let's see, Steel Magnolias? I don't know, it's on a list. So that's cool. Anyway, um, last movie I'll talk about. Uh, Batman Returns. There we go. Tim Burton, yeah, well, since, yeah, yeah, we'll scratch Edward Scissorhands off and we'll put Batman Returns on the list. There you go. Now you get your weird Tim Burton. Uh, also, Nightmare Before Christmas, I guess you can do that too. Uh, Dual two way two way holiday movie there with uh you know that but um here we have uh it is definitely Christmas uh back a, a definite Christmas backdrop uh Christopher Walken was a murderous businessman this is back when Christopher Walken was a super creep like he was super scary in everything he was in this was like the prophecy uh this is um. Uh, what else did he do? This was like before Wayne's World, where he still played the villain in Wayne's World too. But, you know, he was like funny. You know, this was before we were supposed to be able to accept him as like a funny, goofy kind of uh, uncle kind of guy. Now, you know, uh, everybody has an impression of him. But before, right around this time, where he was just like a creepy-faced man, uh, who just stared into, what was this, um... Was King of New York around this time as well? He was he was a fucking creep, bro. Like he was he was a scary looking dude. And uh, then he did the uh, Fat Boy Slim video, and everybody was like, "Hey, he dances. He can't be that bad." Um, uh, Batman Returns, the real villain, of course, is capitalism. So uh, that's cool. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure uh, upon a recent watch of this, we would you know. We would hate him even more. It's great. Um, shout out to Michelle Pfeiffer having to be vacuumed into her cat suit. Which, I mean, come on. Like, was she like, well, she wasn't even like, you know, it's not necessary for her for it to be that tight on her. But whatever, you know, you see people at like Comic-Con wearing a, a Catwoman suit and it's tight enough. You know, you don't need to be vacuumed into it. Next time you use body paint. I don't know, whatever weirdos uh that ran a little long but we'll be back after this message from the hyphen podcast group with our cretin of the week a lot of you were cretins this week and of course the shred commendation which this whole thing was a shred commendation we'll just do a cretin and get out of here shredhead pod y'all hey what's up y'all it's malachi and this is alejandra and you're sitting on the couch and your life is passing you by because you're not watching insert name here Catch us Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you missed us, you can catch us on Friday on Spotify and Amazon. Yeah, obvious nonsense, gang, gang. Hyphen Podcast Squad, you never take us down. Masters, Shredder.
That fool. The, the Cretan you just heard. I'm sorry, there's more. Um, yeah, so the, the, the Cretan, uh, this is obviously the Cretan of the week now, um, the audio you just heard was from a conversation, uh, that two Boston police officers were having that was meant to be private and became very public when one officer's, uh, body cam was on and the other uh, was was admitting to uh, attempted vehicular homicide uh, in, uh, for against um, peaceful protesters uh, from from um, Black Lives Matter protest. You, you, come on, you you haven't been under under a rock. You know uh, that in every major city there have been peaceful protests um, that have been met with violence um, from. From from that city's finest, and uh, you can't see it, but I'm definitely air quoting. Uh, so I mean, what happened? He told us everything we already know. We know that all cops are bastards, and um, you know it, it is what it is. No one is surprised. Uh, it, it's just that how are you so comfortable? Um, and, and so laid back about coming out and admitting that you hit people with your vehicle. And then, of course, you try to clean it up. Because his mans, as soon as he said, I'm fucking hitting people, I'm, I'm fucking hitting people over here. And the guy, the guy turns as if to say, no, you cretin. No, you cretin. And, um, yeah, man, he, the, the foolishness of... And, and the um, the brazenness which with these these uh, quote unquote officers of the law uh, stand and no one says anything of course and, and you can see him trying to tell his boy oh this thing just fucking came on right like jump in a casket he knows his he, he knows that they're well, they, that they should be toast. Um, but this is the city of Boston. Uh, very low-key, like, not low-key racist, because we know that Boston is racist. It's a major city, uh, especially one in which uh, blacks, whites, and uh, the, anywhere where there's, you know, different races, then obviously you're going to see racism pop off, right? Especially in anywhere you'll see hunkies, it's going to be some racism. So, um, this, this racist honky was bragging to his boys about, um, assault with a vehicle. Um, so that's cool. But, uh, he, he got picked up and there you go. Jump in a casket. So, jump in a casket. Uh, 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 congratulations to you, officer. Um, I don't know. You're probably, um, some kind of, I don't know, McGillicuddy or Kirkpatrick or, I don't know. Not, I'm not trying to be racist, but I mean, come on. No. Good, good job, Sully. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a Sully. 100%. Uh, a good, good, good job to you. Um, I hope that, uh, you are slain in the line of duty. I don't know. Jump in a casket. Uh, maybe I don't, I don't mean that. Mm, you know. Hey, anybody, well, actually, yes, he was trying to kill people. I hope that he, uh, that the world becomes a better, a better place, um, when he's, he's murdered. There we go. Cool. Jump in a casket and get no. your don't, don't try to kill people, you know? Like, don't try to kill peaceful protesters, um, and no one will wish death upon you. It's pretty easy to, to just not, you know, work out all your issues. Uh, before becoming an officer of the law, I don't know, maybe do some push-ups, go seek therapy, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, cops, I don't know why you are the way you are, but fix yourselves or die. Anyway, um, I do have a shred commendation, I know the last time, the last, uh, segment, of course, with the, with the Christmas films, 
um, the the feel good films were uh, a giant tread commendation section. But uh, I do have one more. It is the verses between E forty and the short dog forty water uh, versus too short of uh, the, the two Oakland legends, two hip hop legends, uh, black all stars. Loved it, man. Loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, these old cats just, you know, they, they kept up the energy. Um, everything ran really smoothly. It wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like previous verses where they were trying to do a big, I, I get it, man. I appreciate a big swing, um, and trying to improve things. And of course, there will be growing pains along the way. But this here, this was the, uh, the, um, not the climate. This was the culmination of what a versus should really be. I feel like, especially old and older uh, artists, um, they should be cool. They're already rich. They're, uh, in 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 E forty and two shorts. Shoot, two short are friends. You know, like they're not going to come out here and try to diss one another. Um, you're not going to get that. I don't know. I don't know why you need people to antagonize other people in order to jo enjoy anything. Um, you, you, you all, people who are like that have, like, parental issues or something. I don't know what your deal is. Anyway, um, yeah, man, it was a good time. Um, I won't, you know, tell you what part was the best. I just enjoyed it all. Sprinkle Me came on. I got up and I, I did the, the feet thing that, uh, that E4, he does. It's great. Uh, so with that said, my weeples, um, look the other way so that I can make my escape there uh, and holler at your sahab with the gypsiness biatch ninja vanish this, this is a hyphen podcast production are you not entertained